If you guys haven't seen the brand new Godzilla, King of the Monsters, what are you waiting for? Go out and watch it. Because if you're listening to this right now, you are about to get just chock full of spoilers. Because you're about to rampage through another kaiju conversation. Hey everybody, welcome back to A Conversation for One Podcast, the uh, podcast where I ramble on and discuss a variety of topics like horror, sci-fi, multimedia, film universes, I mean, what don't I cover? Theme parks, Canadiana, Kaiju, that's what we're here for today, am I right? And, you know, just about anything, fantasy, music, TV, I cover it all, but those are the main things I cover. If you guys are here, then you are absolutely just as hyped as I am, because I just saw... Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Now, a later bit on in this episode, I'm going to have friend of the show, wonderful, well-informed, kaiju kid, Mr. Scott Fawcett on the show. Um, But right now, while it's still kind of fresh, I thought, you know what? I'm going to just give a little bit, like my two cents before I take a deep dive with Mr. Fawcett. And uh, so, yeah, let's just get this going. Just obviously, if you didn't hear that header huge 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 spoiler warnings incoming um like i mean like i'm gonna be discussing the entire film i'm gonna be discussing later on the entire film with mr scott fawcett and uh which will be the last time i refer to him as mr scott fawcett from now on it'll just be scott and scott fawcett um just for this episode anyways and we're gonna talk monsterverse we're gonna talk all godzilla and just everything easter eggs like our thoughts um just ripping it apart not like the movie was good because of this like this is strictly monster talk and uh so if you are a kaiju kid you've come to the right place so anyways without any waste without wasting any more time let's uh let's jump into this bad larry so godzilla king of monsters i like the very first trailer you know the one i'm talking about with like claire de lune playing like the soft orchestra that like built up chills right i got absolute chills my hair was just on end just straight sticking up i was like ooh, you know like chivers chills like the good stuff and 
I was like, I can't, I can't. Like for Marvel, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Like every trailer, every TV spot, every theory, every like clip behind the scenes. I'm like, yes, yes, give it to me. And then like when I see the movie, I'm like, oh, I knew all this. And I ruin it for myself. I can't help it, right? It used to be the same with Star Wars and like most things like that. I'm like, yeah, sure, lay it on me. But for Godzilla, I was like, no, I'm not. In fact, I watched only that one trailer and then I didn't watch anything else. And uh, and then I was like, is it good? Because like I only saw like early on, like a couple days before it came out, like four or five days ago, it was still at like 90% on like Rotten Tomatoes, which I never usually go by Rotten Tomatoes because I could care less. Like if I'm in for a movie, then I'm in for that movie. Like you can't, I'm like ride or die. So I saw like, yeah, people like early response, like fans are loving it. Like early people who like got to see it are like, yes, this is amazing. 92%. I was like, yeah. And then reviews started coming out like IGN, Jeremy Johns, everybody, Collider. They all had their videos coming out. I was like, yeah, I'll take a peek. So I turned on the first one. I turned on IGN, who I don't usually turn to IGN because their their main guy who does it, Jim Vajoda, Voda, I don't know. I think he's a prick. I think he's like a huge snob, like the absolute kind of person I avoided hardcore when I was in university. Anyways, it's not a here nor there. So usually I'm like, I don't know. But I was like, sure, I'll check it out. It's the shortest one. And it was just like clip central. Like it's, I felt like I was watching every trailer and like behind the scenes stuff. And I was like, no thanks. So I like, I stopped that like one minute into that five or six minute video. I was like, I can, I got to go in absolutely fresh. So the day comes, um, Scott got IMAX tickets for, and real IMAX, not like fake IMAX, like the real huge Canadian IMAX screen. So uh, Scott got a ticket for me and he got a ticket for my brother and obviously one for himself. So we go in there and we're at the old Colossus, which that's, I could do an episode on that on itself. Like literally old famous players colossus it used to be like this amazing thing like it's this huge theater it's like a spaceship it used to have lights coming out of the ground that like it's they seem like you could see them in space like they were just lining against the clouds they were hit they were going so high right and um inside it used to be like all flashy and neon with like lights boom 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 there's like r2d2 here yoda here um all along like the doors you used to be able to go in these like other ways there'd be stormtroopers there was darth vader i think at one time there might have been a darth maul not quite sure don't quote me on it um and then like when you go downstairs because it was famous players which if you heard my paramount uh canada's wonderland episode paramount was like invested in like a lot of canadian chains still kind of like a holdover from like the theater monopoly of like the 30s um so they were like involved and um paramount they I don't, they don't, obviously they don't own Star Wars, but I feel like, you know, they just got licensed and stuff for that. But downstairs there was like Borg, Klingon, um, Vulcan. They had tons of like next generations era Star Trek stuff and you could go up the stairs. So there's actually an escalator that brought you up to the central part of the floor and it was like the enterprise. So there was like busy theme drinks, like very late nineties, early two thousands kind of vibe. And it was like enterprise and it was so goddamn cool and going there yesterday it just felt so neutered like it doesn't say uh famous players colossus anymore it just says cineplex it's just absolutely neutered all like the colors are stripped it's just blue and gray all the lights that used to be in the ground are literally chipped out of the ground and just filled with like i don't know like reclaim 
it was like wow and like the star trek mannequins were like dangling like they were like leaning on the glass and the lights one was like flickering and one was completely out that was like underneath them to showcase the escalator that went up to that cool restaurant blocked closed off only for staff like the lights are all, uh, like all off there's like still cool pictures and stuff upstairs i don't know but anyways you guys are here to hear about godzilla so going to see this movie was actually a huge deal for me because i saw obviously the 2014 um film in theaters and i was like oh my god and they were like yeah and then gareth edwards he's gonna be like he's gonna do a whole trilogy and the next one is gonna be like destroy all monsters and the one after that is gonna be this and then you're like oh my god like oh my god like especially with how like how incredible godzilla was and how amazing like all the you know, like the real world stuff collided with the kaiju stuff. I was like, yes, 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 yes. This is great. You know, like Jeff Goldblum, like, mm, yes, mm, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, uh, but, 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 uh, like, you know. Anyways, so I saw Godzilla 2014 with my brother in the same IMAX theater in 3D. And I saw it and it was a complete fan experience. And like, you know, when Godzilla's tail is like, and it's like lighting up all blue and he finally lets out like atomic blast everybody was like yeah hell yeah like people were like wow but it was like it was so intense it was like oh my god it happened like a couple other times and like to just be in that atmosphere 3d imax i was like pumped i was like yeah that's my guy that's my guy right there and uh so that was really cool and i saw shin godzilla which if you have heard past episodes not the biggest fan i take a lot of I don't know. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not super crazy with it, but they're like, yeah, it reinvented the wheel of like Godzilla. I'm like so many other films have tried to like reinvent the wheel the wheel. And it's just like, oh, that's shit. That's garbage. They didn't do this right. But it's, I feel like it because it's Japan and because it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't even talk about Shin Godzilla, but I saw that with Scott at Young and Dendas um, in the Cineplex there, like at the square there. And that was such a cool event too, because that was, that was right when they were like, yeah, we're going to release Shin, Shin Godzilla for like one to two days. And I was like, whoa, like I had to go see it. And then we saw it and literally the next day they're like, okay, this is selling out so goddamn fast. We're going to do five more days, but it's still kind of cool. Cause in that moment I got to see like the one of the two days that was only going to be there. So on either side of me, I had the, I have my brother who I saw the 2014 with, and I have my best friend who I saw Shin Godzilla with. My brother, not so much a kaiju kid. He like watched Pacific Rim with me in theaters and like he has seen a fair amount, but like, you know, the most knowledge he really has about Godzilla is we used to play Destroy All Monsters Melee on the GameCube. And that's about as much as he knows. But like Scott and I were like jonesing, like, oh my God, I can't believe they did this. So the movie starts off and already you're just like, oh my God, because it busts out with a theme. It's Godzilla's like right there. And you're like, whoa, because it, it like basically opens up like right at San Francisco, right at the end. And it's like Godzilla still like, like tails like lighting up. He's like lets out his roar. The Godzilla theme's playing over the credits. You're like, holy shit. Like, what am I getting into right now? Like, oh my gosh, like this movie in general, like I was very excited for Infinity War. I was very excited for uh, Endgame way back in the day. I was like super, super excited for like Spider-Man 2. I was super, super excited for like Into Darkness for Star Trek. But this movie, I was like hype, 
hype as hell, like so, so hype. And I went in there and honestly, here comes the swear kiddos. I was like, oh my fucking God. Like, I was like, oh my God, like no way, no fucking way. Like so many times and not in a bad way. Like my mind was blown like, <laughs> like 12 times easily. I was like, oh my God, like, oh my fucking God. So many times it was just, everything was just like, bam, you didn't expect that to happen. Bam, here's some like sweet, sweet like kaiju fights. Oh, watch out. Here's like, here comes like something you weren't even expecting or like something brutal. Like Ghidorah, they made him super sinister. Like, you know, like in the show of films, he's kind of like a puppet. He really is. Like I, I adore those show of films for what they are, but he is, he's kind of dangling around. It's not so much like in the first one, Ghidorah, the three headed monster. And then like, um, monster zero, like the Astro monster, those ones he is kind of a menace like you're like oh shit right but at the same time you're like you know he's still kind of a puppet it's like when you get into your heisei and your um millennium era that you're like holy balls like Ghidorah is hardcore to be fair the puppet like the the suitmation is like is what's really good in those newer films but in the older films they never quite recaptured that kind of sinisterness and they totally 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 captured it in this film like there's three different personalities for the head he literally like like vaporizes these two guys and is like picking at it and biting it and stuff like he's super curious like just destroying stuff because he's curious whereas like godzilla's like sees this as like these little things he has to like protect whether he's going out of his way to do it or not like Ghidorah's more like what are these little things can i destroy them and like it's it's literally that small, but it plays such a massive part in like the character building. Now, before I get into this even any like further, it one big complaint I saw before I went into this film was like, <laughs> and like there's that meme I posted on my on my Instagram account where it, it's just like, ah, this is too much monster fights. It's like, why did you want so many monster fights then? Because that was like the biggest complaint in the first movie. It was like so much human drama so brooding so dark not enough monsters and this one was like lighthearted. like it was super dark at points but it was like a little more lighthearted, a little more laughy you know humorous and then tons and tons of monster fights and like the main complaint i saw before i went in there was the human dramas all over the place or it's super weak or it doesn't make sense now and I get this. I was watching it, and, and in no way does it feel it like okay. So in some ways, it feels a little flawed, but it doesn't feel like overly flawed. And um, I would say like the biggest issue is just it's, it's kind of flat, right? But if you're going to see a Godzilla film, like if in terms of Godzilla films, the human drama in this is like a plus, top tier, cream of the crop stuff. Like I've watched so many worse ones. Like in fact, some of the show era ones are the best. It's so dry and so all over the place and so boring. And you're like, what? like, just keep showing me monsters. But in this one, it was like good enough. Like I was following it. I was engaged with it. There's a little bit of a lull in the middle. But if this was just like a movie without monsters, and I was thinking this when I was in the theater, if this was a superhero movie, people would be like, oh my God, this film was so brave. It was so good. Like Millie Bobby Brown, so great. Like such a young, like female, whatever, right? But in terms of just normal film, I would say like the cast, the the the, the live action drama, six like six out of ten, not terrible, not super memorable, but like it wasn't like enough to like weigh down the movie to like five 
out of 10. I was like, what? There's no way. Again, see this movie. Please, for the love of God, see this movie. Like, you are not going to have a better time at the theater. It's nonstop action. The effects are amazing. It's just, it's good. And it's not like, it's not like, I'm sorry if you're into it, but it's not like stupid Fast and the Furious. Like, we saw a trailer and everybody in the theater is literally laughing. Like, The Rock, he's like holding eight cars, like, while like on a helicopter. It's just like, oh my God. But like, this is good. It's got heart. It's got tons of different things. It's And it's all over the place, too, which I really, really liked. Uh, hopefully, I'll talk about this with Scott a little bit more. But in the first film, it's literally like Nevada, San Francisco. Um, and that was it. And this one is just like, we're up in Boston. There's And it shows creatures in Canada, creatures in America, Mexico. Like every single like country, every single continent, there's monsters. And you're in, you're in China. You're in, I don't know if they went to Japan, um, but then they were in like Antarctica. I think they went to Africa. They were in Mexico. And then it, the film ends in America. And they mention Infant Island. They mention Skull Island. Like it's, it's all over the place. But oh man, like I just, I don't know. This film was just something. It was just something else. Like I am absolutely craving to watch this again. And the creature designs were incredible. And, um, like they really were, they really mastered that. And the music is so good. Like, I don't know if I'm going to talk about the music so much with Scott, but I literally just bought the soundtrack and it is phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal. And Bear McCreary, 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 I'm sorry. I'll say it when I'm talking with Scott, I'm literally just like off the top, off the cuff right now talking. One of the best soundtracks I've heard in a long, long time. So I picked that up. Yeah guys you have to see this film you you really do you just see it in the theater too like if you never watch it ever again just make the time to see this in the theater it, you'll never have a better theater experience just absolutely trust me on that and it, it it went by so quickly and um yeah it was just so good my gosh i might come back to this in a bit but uh yeah, if I don't come back to this, I sincerely hope you guys enjoy. It's kind of impromptu, but I really hope you guys enjoy this next chapter. I don't know if I'm going to have a flashy name like Kaiju Conversation 2 or another conversation, you know, something like that. Or if I had like a huge long name like Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, All Monsters, All Out Attack, like a long name. But who knows? Anyways, guys, please see this movie. Thanks so much for listening. And now, unless I continue to carry this on, which I'll just be like, hey, I'm carrying this on. But otherwise, enjoy listening to Mr. Scott Fawcett and me as we discuss a kaiju conversation. Thank you. Hey, I'm carrying this on. So um, this is literally a day after, but this needs to be said. And especially if you're listening to the beginning of this, Please, please, for the love of God, spread the word about Godzilla. I know Godzilla has a very bad like rep with people like, yeah, he it's like childish. It's like it's stupid. It's men in suits like the idea behind Godzilla. It's always been very hard to be a fan of Godzilla. But this is easily, easily one of like the biggest love letters to an entire genre to an entire like two blockbusters in general like this is incredibly well made it's fast it's fluid it's big it's bright it's the story moves at a crisp pace the characters are all well thought out everything works out very nicely for a two-hour film it flies by at no point too do you feel like this is stupid this is dumb like i'm not getting this why are they doing this 
nothing like that. It's very, it's, it's, it's very by the numbers that way, where you can totally get behind it without seeing any of the other films. If you don't like Godzilla, at least just go see the film or promote the film. Because when you let a film like this just get swept underneath and just like let it die, you, you lose out on potential big blockbusters like this, like with different ideas and like reinventing old franchises until eventually we just get the same old stuff. Apparently, it was projected to make something like 50 million over the weekend, and it topped out at, I think, like 22. Nobody went to see the movie. I know I went to see it in IMAX, and it was only half full, which is is actually like super disappointing. I remember when we went to see 2014, the hype was like extra huge. Like people were like losing their minds for it. When Godzilla's tail was lighting up, people were like screaming, like, oh my God. And like you couldn't help but feel the, the, the palpable energy and then with this movie like they handed out posters before we went into the the film and literally the lady was like take as many as you want because there wasn't that many people there and um and then when we left the film too uh, she was like yeah do you want any take some and she's just handing them like handfuls of them i must have walked away with eight posters it's it's like it (laughs) it worked out nice for me but it's tragic i would have rather seen like fans of the series come out to see it for like day one i'd rather see like kids come out to see it it's monsters like it's not murderers it's not boogeymen um it's it's it's, to me that's basically like the exact same thing as going to see a superhero movie except better it's like it's more it's not tired this is totally something new that you could get behind and totally invest yourself in and if you you like this especially as a parent get your kids involved in godzilla because as a parent you have 35 films to show your kids. They'll never get tired of it if they fall in love with it. Lots and lots to see, especially this film of all films. It has five, six monsters total in it that you see lots of monsters. So if they're like, yeah, I love this, it might not be every kid. It might not be every up every kid's ballpark, but up their ballpark, isn't it? Up their alley. I think it's up their alley, but it, you know, I'm on my soapbox here. So my brain's just spit firing, but you know, then you'd have all those things to show them and you wouldn't run out of material for a long, long time. By the time they're done, they'd already be like a kid who's like, who knows what they like. And then by that point, your job's done. I don't know. I think it's an absolute shame. You will not see a better like summertime blockbuster movie in the theater for a long time. You haven't seen one as good as this and you won't see one like better than this for a while. Like, yeah, there's Avengers films, but those films, like they're, deeper in a lot of aspects because they have such a rich tapestry of films for the last 10 years where like you're almost pulled in to see them you've grown with the character so much in terms of just a a raw great hollywood blockbuster film go see godzilla king of the monsters trust me just trust me you will not have a better time at the cinema you just won't so please promote it go see it help it out if China flakes on the the box office for this movie, it might be the last Godzilla film we see for a very long time, if not ever, okay? Like, the next film that comes out might be the very last one, and that would be an absolute shame. So please go see it. Also, on a side note, I would just like to say I have not gotten to any of my other podcasting stuff today, and I probably won't tomorrow either because I have just been soaking up so much goddamn time with Godzilla Defense Force. If you're listening to this, 
other than if you just love to hear me or you're supporting me, thank you so much, by the way. But I'm assuming you you love yourself some kaiju. You love yourself some monsters. Godzilla Defense Force? Oh my goodness. You have not played a game with this many Godzilla monsters ever. You have not played a game that has so many characters. Like, it's so faithful to the characters, and it's so good. Like, there's been a good amount of Godzilla games, and I'm not going to deny that I haven't enjoyed any of them because I have. Like the game I mentioned earlier, like All Monsters Melee or whatever that Monsters Melee game is and Godzilla for PS4, which wasn't really a great game, but it had some very cool character models. This game, I'm not a big phone gamer anymore. I really used to be when I was like, I don't know, between the age of like 14 and 18, like I was all about that. Um, but really, I don't put a lot of games on my phone because A, it drains the life from my phone, and B, I get soaked into it, just absolutely like tucked into that game, which happened to me with this. So it is a tower defense slash, um, it's kind of like a tower defense game mixed with like RPG. There's a little bit of cards. Usually those games really don't do too much for me. I do dig the odd, like, um, not an RPG. What are those other ones? like a real-time strategy are the games I usually are usually trying to get it more involved with. I really enjoy like a real-time strategy game, but this game is like, I don't know, like it's really not like that mind-blowing, but the fact that it's just, it's so addictive, you're, you're constantly upgrading your defense force as they do in the films. You're fighting every single monster and every single variant of the monster. So even if you're not a big Godzilla fan, this is the perfect game to get you involved. Like you're gonna learn all the characters cause they're all bosses. You're gonna learn all of the characters by the end. It gives you little histories on all of them. It gives you pictures on all of them. It shows you all the variations. It shows you all the movies that came in. So if you're like, this guy seems cool or I like this guy's powers or this sounds like a cool movie. It just shows you it all. My gosh, I must've played six hours already nonstop, like six hours at least. And it's just crazy. I mean, my phone has died twice just playing this game. Just I have not shut it off. Um, and it's not the most in-depth game. It's a lot of just tapping and just micromanaging like all of your different guys. So if you're into that sort of sort of a game, definitely check it out. Also, the artwork is exquisite. So if you're definitely into good like graphic, uh, like graphic art, check out that game. It's it's totally free to play um, and not like a free to play. Like you have to watch some ads here and there, but you're not paying money for anything unless it's like an accessory or something. Like it's not a pay to win. You don't pay any real money to get ahead in the game. It's all time, skill and like racking up, like just grinding. Um, I think I've covered enough. Um, go see Godzilla, spread the word about Godzilla. Oh my God, go listen to the soundtrack. I can't wait till that soundtrack comes out on vinyl because it is just, it is just unreal, unbelievable. And if you want something different, go pick up Godzilla Defense Force. And other than that, hopefully now I introduce you to Mr. Scott Fawcett and myself as we have another Kaiju conversation.
Hey there, and welcome back to A Conversation for One podcast, the podcast where I talk about horror and sci-fi multimedia, film franchises and universes, theme parks, Canadiana, and so, so much more. Thank you guys for listening. We have such a special treat for you. Um, for everybody who's who's gone out to see Godzilla King of the Monsters, I have an amazing guest, a fantastic de- uh, guest, returning friend of the show, Mr. Scott Fawcett. Hey, Ty. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no problem. It's good to have you back here. Uh, so Scott and I, we actually went, at, well as, as well as my brother, uh, we went at the very beginning, the very premiere on Thursday, this last Thursday, to see the long-awaited Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And I have to say, just on my part, it did not disappoint. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. And just being able to see it with you in IMAX, man, it was like really quite something. Uh, I would recommend all the listeners, if you're interested in seeing Godzilla King of the Monsters, um, see it in the biggest screen possible with that booming sound. You know, the IMAX experience is great with this movie. Yeah, 100% I agree with that. Like, if you're going to see this movie, I would definitely dole out the extra cash to see it in IMAX. I wouldn't see it any other way the first time. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a real experience. And at least at our theater we went to go see, um, you know, there's there's a little bit uh, something extra they give. They gave us posters. They gave us like an, an IMAX um, Godzilla King of the Monsters poster. So I'm assuming like, like a lot of posters. Was that? <laughs> like a lot of posters. Like I grabbed, I grabbed a ridiculous <laughs> amount. I think yeah, I have like eight posters. posters. You grabbed like five. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a stupid amount. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a nice feeling. Yeah, no, it's it's good. You can uh, ups, upscale sell those on eBay, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're here to talk about the movie. Um, I agree. I absolutely uh, loved it. I don't think it was a perfect movie, but I, there is no perfect kaiju movie, really. Um, they're all so different, but that's why we love them. Um, you know, you got so much variety with all these different movies. Yeah, yeah, definitely, 100%. Well, we talked, we've talked about this film for a long, long time. We've been anticipating this film for a long time. Considering the first film came out in 2014, we did have that last episode where we talked about what we wanted to see in the MonsterVerse, what we thought was going to happen in the MonsterVerse. So did this film live up to your expectations? Honestly, I would say it absolutely did. Um, it's such a high... Um, how do I put this? Uh, it's... It's absolutely like um, such a high billing, if that makes sense, um, to ha- have okay. like so an- anticipated at the end of Kong Skull Island to lay out in that end credits, right? Because you know everything is a shared universe now. Such mm. such a high billing um, to have King Ghidorah, Mothra, and Rodan, um, yep. as well as of course Godzilla, the King of the Monsters, and. I'm assuming like there's a big spoiler alert on this movie, right? Like there are other monsters in this movie too, and to just be able to execute it the way they did, they really did knock it out of the park. Thinking um, in those terms, right? Like it could have been a disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So just from like monsters' perspectives, they like they nailed it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, um, I I would say it was very good. Yeah. Um, spe- like. The execution, the sound of the monsters, great. Like, mm-hmm. I think you would agree with that, Ty. Like, um, no, hundred percent. Yeah. Talking earlier about like how Mothra, they got like the classic Mothra sound. Like, 
I'm not going to try to mimic it now, but you know, it kind of sounds like, yeah, it's like, like that. Like that yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like this high pitched insectoid kind of, but almost like, like insectoid, like angelic almost kind of thing going on. Right. right? Like, yeah, I always think of that. I always think of a siren like coming from the skies and it's just like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rodan too. Like it seems like they all they had the sounds all really down, and and the the way the monsters were attacking that you know Ghidra had his lightning ability. Um, the only complaint I have really when it comes to the monsters is some of those up close shots, and we didn't talk about this after um, the movie, but some of those up close shots of Ghidra when he's kind of um, crouching down by the humans by Millie Bobby mm-hmm. Brown and her family in that yeah. scene when he first awakens it looks the CG looks a little off I was kind of getting vibes of like Reptilicus or not Reptilicus oh really that anything. bad like not not that puppet oh Reptilian Reptilian you know I was kind of getting yeah, that like, yeah, yeah. like those kind of vibes I still I, loved it I'll agree I'll with that there it. yeah like, like that's honestly what I thought like in Kong and in Godzilla 2014 they kind of pull it back a bit on the monster effects and then, like, when the monster comes, they've dumped money into those effects. But I feel like in this movie, they were just like, monster, 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 yeah, monster. Absolutely. So when it actually got so close, I was like, oh, yeah, this doesn't look like, as good. It doesn't look it as good. It didn't look bad. But that was, I think that was only, the really the only part where I was unsatisfied with it. Um, because oh, yeah. there was other parts where Ghidra was fighting um, with Godzilla and you could really like see the action and it was like wow the impact of the monsters fighting it was like amazing you know oh yeah 100 percent. and uh to be fair the the only thing that i didn't actually really care about with the monsters was um again going back to ghidra i loved how like all the heads had different personalities and i loved how like the main one was like the controller and then like you had like you know like in that scene when they've by the way, like if I haven't mentioned it, like I'll probably have to do a little thing before this. This is just chock full of spoilers. So if you haven't like seen this film, you've already ruined a lot for yourself. Yeah. And <laughs> continuing listening forward, you're going to ruin a lot for yourself. But there was like that left head when King Ghidra is like awakened. Yeah. And he's like sniffing all the bodies and the other head like bites it to pull it away, like to get back to being focused. I love that kind of stuff. But the thing I didn't like, did you notice this? Because I definitely did. Like Godzilla, they have like his 2014 roar. They have a bunch of his different roars. And like Mothra sounds amazing. And Rodan, for the most part, sounds like Rodan. But I, I felt like Ghidra didn't sound like Ghidra. Because Ghidra's got like that, like, like that, like kind of yeah. that sound. And they didn't do that at all. And I was like, why? Yeah. That was like uh, the they, thing. They didn't really do that sound, I guess, with Ghidra. That's true. Um, It seems like with Rodan, like his attacks and really his... And like he's not in as many of the movies but like his his calls he's out, really not yeah he, his calls out to the other kaiju like they all have their distinct sound it seems like they did have that with ronan if i remember correctly but you're right with ghidra they didn't really have that the thing is though with ghidra he's he sort of has he's sort of like godzilla in the way that he has his own interpretations um film to film right there's mm-hmm. Ghidorah. that's true for final wars um so, I mean, I can kind of forgive it, but I totally uh, agree that, that that is a missing component. <laughs> oh, like, don't get me wrong. I wasn't like, ugh, this movie is garbage. No. And I was just <laughs> like, if you're going to go all the way with the monsters, why would you not do that for that? But everything else they nailed. Yeah. They, they nailed, nailed it. I loved it. Speaking of, I could, I, I hate Rodan. I don't like, I'm not a Rodan guy. Yeah. 
but and he was such a bitch in that movie like he comes out like you know like big sunglasses on like driving a ferrari like i'm like running the show bro and then king Ghidra comes and literally like he becomes like his prison bitch. oh he becomes like, his... <laughs> he does he does basically become his prison bitch yeah like i don't know i can't exactly remember like how that happened but uh he he doesn't he sort of he sort of i think someone even says like he's the false king like you like Ghidorah, yeah. right they call him Ghidorah. they never call him king Ghidorah in it but which is like one of his titles right but they call him the false king which is a reference to his name being king Ghidorah. and then he kind of uh i think he kind of steps up and like starts fucking with the weather <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah uh yeah. which he does like, like the whole movie there's like a constant typhoon around Ghidorah, like the whole movie it's like okay we get it he has lightning powers you know <laughs> What do you mean this huge tropical storm isn't just a tropical storm coming out of nowhere? It's like the tropical storm is like bigger than like all of North America. Right. Like, and it's it moving. Is. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And they have, they're always looking at the monitors. But yeah, in that scene, it seems like where he starts messing with the weather again, Rodan's like, well, I guess I'll just become his ally slash, you know, his yeah. fucking puppet for the rest of the Honestly, and I, I, he is like normally, he's like a wild card. He's always a wild card. Yeah. But when moving like a forward, obviously way ahead in the movie, when Mothra like actually gets the shot at him and kills him, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I was like, yeah. But then when he's like alive still, I was like, ugh, like whatever. Ugh. And then he like, he like, did you catch that he like angry growled at Godzilla? And then Godzilla, like when he was like all perched up, like I'm the king, then like Rodan like did that, like that bow. Yeah, I was just like, like man, w- like he, he was gonna like be ride or die for Ghidorah all the way to the end. Yeah, yeah, and then immediate like <laughs> switch sides. It's true. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's uh, he he was. I mean, honestly, w- with Rodan for me, I um, I've never seen the original Fifty Six film, but um, oh no, no, I I haven't, and I also haven't seen the original Mothra. But um, it's one that I want to see. Both are very good. I see clips of that original Rodan movie, and and it looks like the monster in that movie is, like, better than any Rodan, like, they've ever done. Like, the suit is on point with that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's the perfect design. I think the one we just saw, King of the Monsters, is probably the closest to that one. It's, like, a good mix between, like, that bird and pterodactyl. All the other films, he looks like a bird. Yeah. But for what it was, I thought they executed it very well. Um, I liked how um rodan was like birthed out of um like volcano mm-hmm. which is sort of like a reference to um mecha godzilla 2 the heisei movie like how yep. he's he's yep. a fire rodan i know in the theater I, I like turned to you we were we were like geeking out so hard in this movie i was like it's fire I, know. Rodan. <laughs> I felt like we were talking so much <laughs> nobody else was saying anything I and i was shit. just like I do you hear that oh my god do you see that <laughs> there was like a lady beside us who may have been a little annoyed but i was like this is like yeah, this is like a once in a lifetime thing. Seeing this movie for the first time. Um, yeah, but um, <laughs> uh, and then that whole scene I thought was done really well. Like, you really it, they the movie really conveys that Rodan is like a force to be messed with, right? Like he's he takes oh, out yeah. like half of the uh, Monarch team, right? I love that scene. Uh, side mm-hmm. note too, I love how Monarch is basically now like the G force of like of like this yeah. universe yeah. now they're basically like this version of g-force in the last one they were like we're like an international team of scientists and in this one they're like 
we they have like like submarines and shit and like yeah. helicarriers and it's like okay you guys really high tech stuff basically <laughs> i know that honestly that was one of the main things that bugged me i get they had five years in universe as well as like in our real life but like they were like oh we're with monarch what we're with monarch like a secret service monarch and it's like yeah. what is monarch we're like four scientists like every year from like the 70s to like 2014 then godzilla comes we're like we have all of the like the american military we have cutting edge like tech like weapons we have like forts in like every continent and every city i was like what? yeah but it, it worked it worked you're right it's exactly like having g-force now yeah basically it's it's like how it is um um i guess they just maybe maybe next movie they'll be pile piloting fucking you know mecha godzilla or something we'll see <laughs> dude i don't, I don't even know what i would do, do. if because like <laughs> in this world that would, that would make, make sense, sense. like that, that, that would happen. happen well especially with that ending which we can get to when we talk about like the references and easter eggs but like that ending man <laughs> yeah 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 i don't even know what's going to happen with that ending so by the way if you guys didn't stay for the end the like Tywin Lannister, the eco terrorist, he he goes down to um, the Mexican city that like Rodan just absolutely devastated, like devastated, where the oxygen destroyer destroyed like that whole community, and uh, they like uncover like the Kevin of King Ghidorah, like the third head that like wasn't doing anything, and they're like, yeah, we found this, and he's like, I'll buy it. So I don't know what that's gonna mean. I don't know, know if, like, like that's, that's going to shape Mecha King Ghidra or a Destroya or a yeah, Vellante or something like that. It's, like, a very cool little um, Easter egg, you know? Um, yeah. And I kind of, like, I think I turned to you at that point, and I was like, oh, like, Mecha King Ghidra. And I was kind of, like, wrapped up in the movie at that point. But I think back now to that Heisei movie, um, and I think they, like, found his whole body at the bottom of the ocean. So there's no real way they can make that cyborg... That cyborg because they'll just mm. like his whole body and they only have his head because yeah. in that awesome fight scene which i think is the first fight scene between godzilla and Ghidra, um he like decapitates him uh, oh no that's, that's their, their uh second, second fight second fight but yeah yeah, yeah. Where, where they fight, fight in antarctica, antarctica. what yeah, yeah when king Ghidra like breaks out of the ice he's, he's about, about to like devastate all of like the monarch team then yeah, godzilla comes yeah 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 that fight um and he i mean it's it's different from where he does it in um godzilla versus uh king Ghidra. in that movie he like blows mm -hmm. his head off which is awesome but in this yeah. movie he he like they're like fighting and i'm pretty sure he like bites it off doesn't he yeah yeah he does that I was just, I wasn't expecting that because I was not expecting his head grow back. I thought already in the movie he was just gonna have two heads. Yeah. Was like, like, what? Man, yeah. at that part I was like, oh man, oh my god, is like, is Ghidra gonna be like fucking like a Hydra in this movie? And I thought like two heads were gonna come out, you know, like some oh, Disney Hercules I, shit. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even have thought of that. That would have been rad too, though. I, people would have had a huge backlash about Yikes, that. Yikes, kid! Grab a boulder. <laughs> Stop cutting the heads. My best Danny DeVito. <laughs> Stop <laughs> cutting the heads. Yeah. He's like yelling at Godzilla from his perch. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so yeah, but um, touching on the characters a little bit. Um, I definitely liked Charles Dance's 
um, performance. I thought it was great. He's like Tywin Lannister um, in this, you know, in in Thrones. Uh, he was definitely good. He always brings like this real bravado. I think he was like a Shakespearean actor. He must have been. Um, yeah, uh, he's he's very good. Um, and uh, it's funny. I like I watch movies now and like. I, I, like, see him in, like, movies in the 90s and 2000s. I'm like, oh, my God, Tywin Lannister, you know? Like, <laughs> what? What's he in? I honestly I, don't I know I saw something in. recently, and I was like, oh, my God, Tywin Lannister. Um, and it was, like, a movie I had seen when I was when I was younger. Um, I can take a look here, but... I only know him in Dracula Untold. Game of Thrones? It's the only other role I know him in. It's the only other role I know him in. What's that? Say, say again? The only role I've ever seen him in, other than Game of Thrones and then this film, was uh, in Dracula Untold. Yeah. That's the only other film I've seen him in. Okay. Dracula Untold. That's weird. Maybe like a crossover with Dark Universe. <laughs> yeah. Well, originally, but, you yeah. know, it's a whole other can of worms. He's in Alien 3. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I'm just yes, looking here he now. Is. He's in Alien 3. Um. Oh, I think he's in some other, another like HBO show. My 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 uh, family was watching this HBO show the other night. It's funny. Game of Thrones ended, and my brother was like, "Mom, you can cancel it." And I was like, "No, don't do that." <laughs> and now they're watching <laughs> so much other stuff. stuff. Yeah, now they're watching like another um, uh, another series, um, like like, West, like Liars or something. Like oh, I mean, okay, Liars. Pretty or not, not Pretty, pretty Little Liars. Shit. shit is that the is one that with reese witherspoon big little lies yeah 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 it, apparently in the second season they have like some real big um actors coming but anyway oh, really? regardless yeah. um yeah i thought charles dance did a great job um he wasn't in it a whole lot like he just kind of like left and then he like came back in certain scenes and he was like i'm still here i'm still intimidating but i thought it was enough i didn't think he needed to be in the film any more than he was because he didn't really serve a purpose. Like, after that twist is revealed, I was like, you don't really serve a purpose at this point. Yeah, he just, he's just kind of like a catalyst for it all starting, and then mm -hmm. he kind of fades into the background a bit. But I did like the other characters, too. Um, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things, she's actually a pretty good actress. I feel like she has quite the career ahead of her. Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. I agree. And, uh, I will say, though, that she didn't do anything, like, super special in this film. I didn't think she was, like, the breakout star. No, not really. Especially by the end, she's just like running away from monsters. But um, for what she's given, I think she does a good job. Um, I liked how she kind of had a connection with Mothra. This, don't like children usually have a. Maybe I'm like mixing it up with Gamera, but like, don't children sometimes have a connection with like Mothra? Mm, the only films that I could I kind of remember that in is like the Rebirth trilogy. Okay. Well, maybe that's like some kind of reference to the <laughs> rebirth, which I've never seen, but I've actually oh, like read a synopsis of that, and and I know you were saying that they're good, but the rebirth of Mothra, for, the, for those who don't know, the listeners who don't know, like there's this um, rebirth of Mothra trilogy which Toho made, like which was kind of running concurrently with the '90s Godzilla series, um, and that's like yeah. Yeah, yeah. its whole own thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, that came out the same time as the '98 Godzilla and the Gamera trilogy. The, so so there's kind of a lot of kaiju like, in that, that, that same time. The '90s was like amazing for kaiju. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So weirdly enough, for speaking just sidebar here, 
that rebirth of Mothra. I had like known who Mothra was when I was a kid, but I didn't really know of Mothra. Um, so then when I saw that that was on the TV, it was Mothra 2 and I put it on and it, I was just like, I had no idea what the hell was going on. There was like all the Shobijin like walking around with like Mothra and Mothra was like through the forest and there was like a, like a dark uh, creature, creature like chasing, chasing her. And I was, I was like, like what, what is this? Cause I didn't even watch Godzilla at that point. And then when I, I got the trilogy on Blu-ray and I put in Mothra two and it was like, like just like instantly back to being like nine or 10 years old, like yeah. seeing this and being like, what? Like, yeah. It's like, it's like you nine and 10 years old with that meme where you're like, like understand the whole universe. You're yeah, like, you're like God of the Universe, and like, yeah, like God is cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Speaking of though, like, sorry, sorry to like just, just cut in here, it's all good. and I I want to talk about human characters, but I am just like about to burst. We need to talk about Mothra and how great Mothra was in this film. <laughs> they did Mothra amazingly well, like amazingly well, and uh, I yeah, love, yeah. love, 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 absolutely that she could actually she fight for herself. Yeah, no, it was it was extremely well done um of all the the monsters um in the movie um that were like uh in their execution i would say mothra was definitely the best one um and I, that was the one i was most worried about too but it's she's very like insectoid almost um which i mm -hmm. I, I used that um adjective before but she sort of has those like claws which i like that she yeah. uses too and she's like I think when she's fighting Rodan later and she's, like, stabbing at him and stuff, I love that part. Um, yeah. The only thing with Mothra, which, and I and I still love the design. They got they got the, the sounds down, which we said before. I love how they were, like, queen of the monsters. Mm -hmm. uh, and the only thing was I wanted to see her, like, pollen attack, you know? Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think, think about that. That, that would have been cool to have seen. I... I don't know if I like mentioned it to you. Like it, the, those monster fights, like in the theater, were so loud. Like when we were seeing it, so some things I think when I was talking to you, like we just couldn't like hear, like when we were whispering to each other. But um, where um, I just I was just like I want to see the pollen, you know, like the pollen attack because it goes back to the original, um, at least uh, the original Godzilla versus. Uh, Mothra. Mothra. I, I don't know yeah. if it happens in the original Mothra movie. Does it happen in in Mothra? Uh, that's a good question. I can't actually remember if that happens, and I can't see any reason why it would be happening. Just because it, in that film, it's just Mothra. It's Mothra yeah. trying to re, re, retrieve the the Shobijin. Right, right, right. Um, which is another great part, right? Like while we're, while we're talking about Mothra, like that. Some people call it an Easter egg. I kind of call it like a little bit of a. It's more of like a, a reference. Yeah, it's I more guess it's kind of like an Easter egg. But the, you can't have Mothra without having the Shobi Jin, right? The twin. To be fair, I would say that's like it's a it's a little Easter egg for us fans, but realistically, it's just part of the plot. Like those two have always been twins, and they've been twins for like generations i love how she's like a part of monarch it it makes sense you're right it's part of the plot it fits in so well it's like yeah as soon as that happened in the movie i was like it was like a fucking tetris piece like falling down perfectly i was like oh it just makes so much sense <laughs> right yeah. yeah and it was it worked so so well it was plus two the little the little icing on top was like in that very first picture with like the two first twins they were like holding a thing it was like project infant island and I was just like, 
Yeah. Yes. Like, like, like just, I could have screamed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I thought they did Mothra perfectly. I liked that she was more insectoid with like the claws and longer arms. Her wings were like majestic and yeah. beautiful. Well, there's that shot in the trailer, right? Like the listeners can go see now even. Like there's that majestic shot of her like spreading out and it's all blue, right? Like that. Yeah. I also love how we saw the, the larva Mothra, right? Because... And we even saw the. I was afraid we, we weren't the, going we to. We even saw the egg at one point, right? Like. Yep. Yep. Amazing. That's cool. Right? Like you got all the different stages of Mothra, right? You got egg, larva. I got larva at the, at the beginning of the movie, which is great. Um, and, and they could have easily avoided doing that too, and they did it anyways. Yeah. They really got the right guy for this movie, like that guy Michael Dowdry, who did this film. He, I, yeah. I was watching an interview with him, maybe like a month before this came out. It was actually like while seeing another movie i think i was going to see captain marvel mm-hmm. um, with andrew and uh i was like so hyped he doesn't care for godzilla when i was in the theater i was like oh my god like king of the monsters and like michael Dodry was like he's like man like i'm just a nerd and like i love this shit and i'm just so excited to see these monsters fight and like pay homage to the series and i was like well that's gonna be fucking incredible <laughs> you know right right Every interview I've seen, he's like, yeah, I have huge admiration for all of these characters. I've watched them since the beginning. Like, I'm a huge fan of Gamera. I'm a huge fan of King Kong. I love all of this stuff. Yeah. And so, like, so, like, even if he wasn't the director, even if he was just the writer, I would have felt like this guy, this this is in good hands. We're in good hands here. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, to answer your question, like, Mothra, very well done. Um, I even liked where, and it did this in both the larva form and in the main form where it like it spits it's kind of like spits like a web or something like Mothra's mm-hmm. turning into like your friendly neighborhood spider-man or something like that's what it, it was exactly like that right like yeah like just <laughs> instantly it's like i'm coming godzilla <laughs> i i love though when the mo- like, like the, the the web was coming out of mothra's mouth which, which I, thought I thought was cool because, because usually, usually it's just like, like web kind of just shoots out like yeah. i don't know but even I don't know if you noticed this, but even when like uh, Mothra was like in larva form, yeah, like might have like easily maimed some of those guards, but didn't kill any of them. Didn't kill one. Yeah, I think didn't she accidentally kill one by knocking a guy off that railing? I don't know. She like hit a bunch, and she like threw them into webs, or she webbed them against walls, yeah. but like never killed them, never yeah, ate them, or squashed them. them. Yeah. Well, I guess like you said, like going back to that thing, like. She's a good monster. She's like a deity, right? So, yeah, yeah. I feel it's kind of like Godzilla too in in these films. Like he's like an almighty like deity protector. Yeah, yeah, and that's really what they're supposed to be. At least the ones, the ones the that Titans. Earth, right? The Titans. I, um, yeah, I love too how like in the theater when we got to Antarctica and like we were talking in the movie at that point, you were like, Oh, it's too bad. He's like not from space. And I was like, wait for it, man. He's in the ice. Like he could be from space. <laughs> well, I was actually bummed. Cause they're like, he's in ice. He's been here for so long. I was like, ah, oh, well it does make sense that there'd be like a, another alpha. And then they're like, when the oxygen destroyed didn't kill him, he's like, he must not be from this world. Uh, honestly, if we had a bet, <laughs> that's where I would have yeah, handed you the $5. Yeah. Like that was like a hair standing on end moment that part yeah that was i was scared he like flew flew right back back out and godzilla was like yeah we lost his heart rate and i was like like, oh my god where he like knocks him out at that part and they like lose his heart rate i was like jeez and then he seems to be like taking over the planet he like unleashes all the monsters yeah it's it's amazing but um going back quickly to mothra um while we're still uh, touching on mothra i love that part in the battle 
they were touching on um like his you know spider-man like fucking powers i think it's mm-hmm. when rodan is like coming after godzilla or it may i think it may have been ghidra and the heads Mothra like flies in like i'm here like and like sticks him against like, i a love building. that part. i was like this is this movie is hitting like, all the notes for me right now she just <laughs> emerges the claws, the claws like are all out, out and she's like yeah. And like just from the cloud, and just shoots, and like all of his heads, and I was just like, oh my god! It was just like such a, I was like, oh, like ready to go, just like, just like my man, just like all pumped, right? Yeah. Just do it, Masura. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. That's seriously. That's exactly what it felt like. Speaking of also, okay, I have to get these out of the way because these are my two favorite Mothra moments. The one where like Godzilla is like dead, like quote unquote dead, and then like all of a sudden from like the heavens, it was like like the clouds all part and like the lights streaming down and it's like ah, or whatever like dee, like whatever like the sound <laughs> is that mothra makes and then it just like instantly like shh, like brings him back and i was like oh this is perfect where's where it's she like, like gives her energy right yeah yes yes that's i almost thought about that part and like how oh no know? not even at the end i mean like when the oxygen destroyer had like destroyed godzilla and they're like when like um dad and like and monarch are on the boat like where's godzilla and then like all of a sudden like the blue like beam comes through and godzilla's back like uh uh wow mothra was just like godzilla's right here and like points to where he is and like the lights just coming off of her i thought that that part was perfect yeah 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 but my other point is exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. Godzilla's like dead and Ghidra's coming and then like crippled, like war battle ridden Mothra like crawls <laughs> on top and is like, come on, it's give wonderful. me your best shot. Yeah. Like just like, it's like ready to go and just like gives it all and just is like a martyr and just dies. Like, remember me. And then like, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember me <laughs> as a friend. <laughs> Seriously. No, yeah, that was great. Um, I love that. I love that part too, where she, which is like fitting, right? That's another one of those references back to. I think that happens in several of the different movies, but Mothra kind of gives its essence to Godzilla mm-hmm. to fighting, right? They're they're strong allies uh, in that way. Um, I can't I, think of many movies where Mothra lives. Yeah, seriously, and that's another thing too. Mothra's wings getting damaged, and uh, like that happens in almost every movie I can think of. Um, yeah. yeah. Pretty sure, like the main one I'm thinking of is Tokyo SOS, where yeah, it gets like it gets blown up, and I know that that like Mothra gets like blown apart, and then doesn't its power like go into like Mechagodzilla or something? I can't remember exactly. Does it go into Mechagodzilla in that film? Oh God, I don't know. I know in one of the. I always think of GMK. Yeah. Like in GMK, like Ghidra is like fighting Godzilla, and that's like the one for fans who haven't seen it where Godzilla is actually the bad guy, and Ghidra is weirdly a good guy. And then Mothra is yeah. destroyed and then becomes King Ghidra, and that's the only chance they have, which also doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Godzilla is like an unstoppable force of like his spirits, like, or his body's like possessed by the, the ghosts of like all the dead World War II. Like, like imperial yeah. japanese fighters it's like this movie is whew, that's one of the best ones though but yeah i've seen that one the most probably yeah nice okay anything else on like mothra or the monsters before we take a little break here um 
what else to touch on really with the monsters um i did like um some of those other like bonus monsters we got too um definitely uh <laughs> you know that that spider one you know spiga or whatever that was it was like it was like a different design but it was kind of a reference to kumanga in that way um, yep. but it sort of had like tendrils coming out it almost kind of reminded me of have you ever seen the movie um uh god what's that called the mist uh, oh no i haven't actually seen it i know the movie you're talking about it's from 2007 um it's i feel like it was almost that it was almost like a direct reference to that it's it's based on a stephen king uh, side note, huge Stephen King fan. It's based on a Stephen King short story about interdimensional monsters who, like, come through, um, like, a, a wormhole into our world. And there's there's everything from, like, small bug insectoid monsters to, like, huge spiders and stuff. And um, one of them, like, at the end of the movie, the characters are, like, fleeing, um, uh, fleeing out of a building and they see this huge towering spider thing with, like, almost, like, tentacle... Um, oh, tendrils coming out of its mouth, and like I, I do remember it being like that in the movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I love that. Um, there was also that like, uh, like a mammoth kaiju. Yeah, which which, which is called uh, Behemoth, which is a nod to the giant Behemoth. Mm, mm. Have like you seen that film? Thing? Pardon? Like the biblical Behemoth? Well, could be, but from what I understood, it was like the giant behemoth, which was like one of the three main British monster movies. Oh, yeah, British monster movies. Yes, sir. I think I know that one. I'll have to look that up after. Okay. Um, I can't think of what the films are. Give me a sec here. I had it written down. If I can find it, then I'll just and okay. There was also, so the guy uh, who directed that directed Beast from 20,000 20, Fathoms, he directed Giant Behemoth, and then he later directed Gorgo. This one oh. guy directed all three of those. Really? Yeah. Oh, here it it's is. Kind of I've, I've seen this poster before, yeah. The Giant Behemoth. Is this stop motion? Um, it might be. I think yeah. so. I've seen it only once. I would think so, because it, it's the one between Beast and Gorgo. Right, okay. Cool yeah yeah no it looks like a good one um but that one was cool because he wasn't so much like an insect or like a lizard he was kind of like a a mammal yeah yeah huh that's a reference to this huh that's cool apparently yeah and you yeah, saw he, a cool was, easter egg he seemed like one of the most unique monsters like i can think of right like you, how often do you see like a big mammoth monster like that with all that hair and those tusks but we got a shot of it like running <laughs> through some cities too which was pretty awesome and like huge like man arms yeah yeah just like massive arms yeah um and there's also that um there's also that like quick shot of a monster emerging from like a mountain or like the ground and like all i could think of was baragon mm -hmm. poor baragon plus the one poor bitch baragon yeah destroyed <laughs> i know <laughs> he always gets a bad rep plus i also thought too that big turtle one kind of reminded me of like um not so much gamera but what's the other one kamakaris is it kamakaris oh god yeah i know what you're talking about um not kamakaris he's from like yog the space monster it's like one of the forgotten ones is that you're talking about you sure it's not kamakaris yeah it's like the big turtle the one who's like washed ashore in one of the godzilla <laughs> yeah movies. yeah in tokyo sos they're like he has like a big gash on its neck and it's just dead on the shore and they're like what happened you're like it was killed 
and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> you know, you know what? Hold on, I can probably find out what that what that is. Um, <laughs> you are talking about. Kamikas. I would put money that it's Kamakras. It is. What's that? Yeah. It's, yeah, I was gonna say I, I would put money that it's Kamakras. It's Kamibus. It's Kamidus? Kamidus, it's so close. Who's Kamakris? Kamakris is, I think Kamakris is like that insect thing from Son of Godzilla. You know, they're like, oh, they're like praying mantis things. Yeah, you're totally like, right. Something like Nina's like, oh my god, I'm being attacked. And then <laughs> Godzilla comes in, he's like, oh my god, you little shit. And just like destroys them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right um and then there was like that there's a couple mentions just to get a couple more monster things in here uh without going to like easter egg territory which we can talk about in a bit later but uh apparently there was a nod to manda which i didn't see you know like in the credits where they show like all the words and then they black out parts of the words like this kind of like that file looking thing they do like for the credits it'll say like oh yeah I don't know, some long yeah. word and um, they'll like black out for, stuff there's a term for that um Oh god, I, can't. I, I was just I was just like talking to someone about this recently because of all that political controversy going on right. Not to get all political on your podcast, but like all that stuff going on with um Trump. Well, you know like, what I'm Mueller, talking about. You right? know, like the Mueller report where like they and they blacked out a bunch of it and like they were they were talking about it. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, one of those words turned into Manda, which was kind of cool. I didn't see it, but I, I was just reading on Reddit oh, about that, okay. so I'm kind of upset I didn't see that. And then you saw Quetzalcoatl. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna um, maybe we can use this as a segue to talk about um, Easter eggs, but yeah, um, when we, when they were like flashing all those like different, um, like all those different uh, cities and cities monsters. and names of things like on that big map. Um, the one I did see in Mexico was like Quetzalcoatl, and I was like, oh my god. They're referencing Q the Wing Serpent, which is that Larry Cohen movie. Have you seen that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we watched it together. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, I think we watched it in fourth year university. Um, it's like a really crazy movie. It's like what happens when you take like a gangster movie mixed with like, you know, um, a kaiju film. Yeah. Like hard New York cops and <laughs> like, then like a Mexican With kaiju. like a weird detective, yeah, a weird detective story about like a guy who's who's like attacking you know and there's this whole mystery involved in that um so it's like a blend of like a, all these different genres but yeah Ketzel, that that's a good one larry cohen and um uh, it's like a it's like stop motion but it's done like late in the stop motion game in like 81 or something but that, that's a good one if listeners want to check that one out um but it's funny that they were re referencing that movie uh, as well but it just goes to show again that he likes his monsters and he knows his monsters which is like really what you want if somebody's going to be directing one of the biggest monster movies of all time absolutely absolutely um well so maybe... is that about it for monsters uh yeah in terms of monsters i have some more things to say about all the easter eggs and stuff but um all right well let's, let's just take, take a small break, break right now and, and then uh, we'll get back to back that to Sounds good. We will return after these messages. Up from the depths, 30 stories high, breathing fire, his hand in the sky, Godzilla, 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 and Godzilla. 
Hey guys, uh, so this is normally the part in the podcast where I go, and now, poetry pause with Nancy Savio Poetry. But unfortunately, I don't think she is going to be doing uh, a beautiful poem for this episode. So instead, let's listen to me describe how great my brand new Patreon account is. Now, of course, I'm not expecting you guys to uh, go out and uh, support me right away. But hey, if you guys want to have a little peek, maybe check it out. Um, It's literally Patreon at a Conversation for One podcast. And on there, not too much. Like I said in previous episodes, I kind of just wanted to get the space so that no one else would take it. But I do have some tiers on there. Uh, For just a dollar, you help me out. I give you a little mention. Honestly, a dollar a month. It's really no skin off your back. It is asking a lot. I realize that. And I'm not even joking. I'm not being sarcastic. But, you know, running this thing is actually expensive. Um, But that's not your problem, right? Um, So I do have that. It's $1. And then the next one is $2. And for two whole dollars, for two whole dollars, you help keep the lights on for the show. I mention your name each episode. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon subscriber, Bop, bop, bop. That would be your name. And, you know, when you join this tier, I have your name mentioned on my IG story, my Instagram story for all the moms and dads out there. And then for the most current posts that I do. So if my next post is going to be like a RoboCop episode, hint, I'll put special thanks to this person who helped me out. Because you know what? You deserve it. If you're going to pay me, me, like Mr. I run a podcast guy, $2 a month course i'm gonna like give you a shout out why not every time you know you're gonna do it like that's gonna happen so and then i have one more um i know like this is a lot at the end of the day it's a lot of money but like i'm not asking for anything ridiculous and i'm not promising anything ridiculous i'm not gonna say like yeah you guys are gonna pick every single episode topic yeah i'm gonna make you guys t-shirts yeah, I'm going to f- give you a bunch of stuff. I don't have anything, and I barely have any time. You guys know this. If you're listening to me, you know how inconsistent I am. I'm trying. I'm really trying. But for $5 a month or more, but, you know, $5 I know is probably already pushing it. I, you get the grand title of under-the-table producer. So not only do you keep the lights on, you also keep the AC running. Uh, you get the same perks as the last tiers. Plus, you have your your page, so your Instagram page, your Twitter page, whatever you're like running, or your business, promote it every episode. Just give me a copy that you want me to read, no problem. If it's four minutes long, five minutes long, no problem. You got it. This no problem. I mean, you're helping me, so yeah, I'm going to help you, you know? Simple. And then the best part, I feel, when you pay me $5 a month, you get to add podcast producer for the esteemed, the well-loved the much appreciated A Conversation for One podcast, or you can just put podcast producer. It's entirely up to you on your resume. So, you know, that ain't nothing, right? Um, So, yeah, just check it out. Uh, Check out my new Patreon, uh, Conversation for One podcast. I'd appreciate it, guys. Um, Even if you just follow it, you don't even have to join the tiers. Uh, Just that'd be a great place, I feel, for people to voice their opinions um, or on Instagram, you know, anything. And, yeah. So other than that, looking forward to hearing more from Nancy. Um, She's great. We all love her. Um, And she does some really good stuff. But, you know, she's a person. I'm a person. We both get busy. We both have personal things. You know, we have schedules. Life gets in the way. I don't pay Nancy. 
Nancy hasn't paid anything to be on this show. It is literally a symbiotic relationship. I scratch her back, she scratches mine. We're in it kind of together that way. Um, she informs me on what she can and can't do, and I help her out in any way I can. And uh, it's more of a partnership more than anything. Um, but you know what? If I don't make the episodes, then they never come out. If she doesn't get the episodes, we're sad for one episode, but we look forward to it and we're hungry for it for the next episode. So fingers crossed that by the next episode, Nancy has something great for us. So fingers crossed for Nancy. But uh, other than that, let's uh, let's get on with some reads here. Um, I obviously go check out Outro Apparel, the original sponsor of the show. You know them, you love them. They do amazing stuff. I, they've literally been supporting me from the start, basically, like pretty early on, like uh, probably like sixth or seventh episode in sort of thing. They've been supporting me. They've been there almost near the beginning, right near the start. Uh, lots of faith in me. I love the people running it. Their clothing is superb. Like I talked about, I have a hat from them. Admittedly, it doesn't fit my head too too well, and it's not because the hats, because I have a just a ginormous monster head and. Uh, but it's it's a well-made cap. I love the trailer truck kind of like snapback. It's it's uh it's amazing. And the sweater, I've talked about the sweater. It's so comfy. It looks great. It's like the softest thing I've ever worn in my life. And I wear it out in public. It's not just for the odd occasional promo pick. It's like it's definitely like uh, I think I own like six hoodies. It's definitely like top one. But it is so so nice. It's sleek, it's fashionable, but it feels like a you know, like a big comfy sweater. Ah, it's perfect. And everything you buy. 10% of it, like 10%, I like legit final sale, 10% goes to Mental Health and Research Canada. And honestly, what more could you ask for? Like, tell me right now, somebody you know who doesn't suffer or hasn't suffered from some sort of mental illness. Like it is a big deal. People nowadays are depressed all the time. People are suffering from other things that aren't just depression, you know, like literally you have like people that have like schizophrenia, you have people that have like bipolar disorder, like people are suffering from things all the time. So why wouldn't you want to help them, right? You support them, their company supports Mental Health Research Canada, and you look fresh to death. You look so goddamn good. Like people are gonna be like, oh my God, like Outra sweater, what is that? It looks so good. And you're like, you don't know about Outra? It's about mental health. It's about looking good. Go check them out. I'll definitely include a link on the show notes, on the Instagram page. Go give them a follow, go check out their website. They usually have a pretty good promo. I think it's like $5 off, $10 off with your purchase. Go check out Outra Apparel. Hey dudes, bedtime. Do you A, obey the babysitter, B, beg to stay up, C, hit her with thermonuclear breath. It's Godzilla, king of the monsters. His eyes flash as he roars. His arms swing, feet stomp, tail whips. Godzilla rules. Collect Godzilla and all his friends of destruction, then fight the ultimate battle where no one is safe. Cool hair. Batteries not included. From Trendmasters, yes. Now, back to our program. Yeah, so um, jumping right back in here, um, talking about Easter eggs, just some Easter eggs, like I, some of those you've already mentioned, but like what you said before with that Q the Winged Serpent one, those are like the big Easter egg, which is really what's pulling me back to the theater. I need to see this movie again. I'm supposed to go with my cousin um, later this week, maybe, but... Um, I'm, I'm sure, sure he'll love it. Yeah, I think he will. Um, the There's that Q the Winged Serpent like those little ones um uh there's also that part you know i think it's pretty close to the beginning of the movie where it's like monarch has been um uh held accountable for like the devastating like 2014 attacks and then it shows like different people um, in the streets like holding up signs 
And mm-hmm. I actually forgot about this, but I was looking up on the internet, like, um, different Easter eggs and stuff. But I, I do remember seeing it in the theater. At one point, a guy holds up a sign that says, Destroy All Monsters. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was, I saw that too. And like you, I saw it and I was like, my brain didn't process it. it was like, one time said like, kill the kaiju and the other one said, destroy all monsters. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Then I read it on Reddit and I was like, oh, I saw that. I saw that. Like, why <laughs> yeah, didn't it sit I, with like, I did see that. Yeah. Um, what did you say? There was one that said, destroy kaiju? Yeah, yeah there was one I thought that said like, kill kaiju or like something like that. Okay. Like, death of the monsters or something. That's cool. So there's like another one right there. Like, they didn't say kaiju, but. People, no, people, they're always the, titans. Yeah, because of the popularity of Pacific Rim, right? Um, you can't say uh, people know what cards you are now. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, some some cool other Easter eggs. Apparently, one of those too. I didn't see this, and I wish I found this out on my own. But now that I've seen it on the internet, um, one of those things that pops up is in Scotland. So people think it's like Loch Ness monster. They're saying is like one of the oh really aquatic kaiju. Yeah. Oh damn! Yeah, which is that. so I'll need to watch it again and 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 take a look at that. Um, but uh, yeah, also Ghidra being in the Antarctic um, and being an alien. This is kind of a stretch, honestly, because they never call it the thing. But apparently, that's reference to that movie, The Thing, which I absolutely love, the John Carpenter movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to go further on that, did you see that all the outposts? Because they go to multiple outposts throughout the film. Yeah, the 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 outposts, um, they all had different numbers for all different meanings. Yes. So like, yes, right? Was that on your list? Uh, it, yeah, I I actually didn't have that. I think I forgot to write that one down. But if you want to, so oh. for the thing, the post that they're at, like, um, this is the John Carpenter thing. This isn't the thing from another world or the remake uh, slash sequel. Um, that outpost was apparently outpost thirty one or 32 or whatever and then this outpost was 33 so i think no i think the original was 31 and this one is 32 it's just kind of like a nod okay so, so it's it, so it's a nod to that it's like it's like the other outpost and uh, also to if you combine in right? the and if you okay, combine cool. 32 then uh, you get 64 which is the first film ghidra come came into yeah well i and and rolling on with that um apparently um the one in Mexico where Rodan comes is Outpost Fifty Six, and that is mm-hmm. very uh, true. His 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 first appearance right in the Rodan film, and then same with Mothra. Apparently, it's it's um Outpost Fifty Four. Apparently, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, twin fairies we talked about. Um, apparently, uh, in the scene where Sarazawa is, which is another thing we touched on characters briefly, but. It was great that they brought Ken Watanabe back, and apparently he really enjoys being in these movies. Apparently, in the uh, in interviews, he's like, "Oh, I, I I love this this stuff and like being in Godzilla." And I think he knows it's such a big icon, so he's really enjoying it. But um, he was uh, great in the movie, and that scene where he's reviving Godzilla, um, going into that whole <laughs> people are calling it like the Atlantis. Um, it kind of felt like Atlantis. It did kind of. It was underwater, and then at one point it like wasn't. He like I guess it was like in like an air pocket or something. <laughs> I either thought it was a a reference to like Seatopia or whatever that uh-huh. city is in Gigan or whatever. Is it Gigan or is it Megalon? Oh, Megalon. Oh, Seatopia. Yeah, it could be a reference to that. 
<laughs> but I also thought it was a reference to Atlantis, which the original plot for the 98 film before they rewrote it was like Godzilla was going to be from Atlantis. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's for this film, but I know it's for the next film. They have one of the original writers for that, Terry Rossio. Okay, Rossio? I don't know. Maybe I just thought it was either Seatopia or Atlantis. Sorry? I either thought it was Seatopia or Atlantis. Like, I thought it had to be a reference to one of those. Seatopia. All those, like, the, like, balding middle-aged man. Like, we will attack the sea <laughs> in the surface world. <laughs> We've been <laughs> drilling into our oceans. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Who knows? Maybe it's, like, a reference to the Disney Atlantis movie. We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> but two <laughs> things. I saw it in the trailer, but then I obviously saw it again in the theater. There was like the Pazazu. Yes, that's what uh, I was going like... to say. That, that's what I was leading up oh, to here. Really? Apparently, there's oh, like yeah. a statue of the, if for the listeners who don't know, the exorcist demon Pazuzu is like down there. Did Pazuzu, you see it yeah. when we were watching the movie? Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Just, just, just putting all these little Easter eggs in. It's true what you said. Like, apparently, Michael Daugherty was like, um, good luck finding all the hints and Easter eggs in the movie. Which, going back to what you said, I definitely have to see this like another one or two more times in the theater. I also really want to see this in theater in like D box, like with all the monsters like moving around and stuff like that. I think that would be rad. Yeah. Uh, but going back to what you said with Ken Watanabe, I do think he likes it because did you know this? He, I don't he's I don't know if he still is, but he was like fighting cancer the whole time he was filming for that film. Well, the doctors just... were all like, no, don't film. And he's like, no, 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 I'm doing this. Like, I'm going to do this. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's too bad. Well, I don't know. He certainly has energy on, like, during the film, right? Yeah. yeah. I honestly, that was probably one of the saddest scenes in the whole film when he's like, goodbye, old friend. Yeah. I was like, man. Yeah, I was getting some vibes of uh, that the scene in um, versus Mechagidra or versus Mechagidra versus King Ghidra when uh, when um, Godzilla's like standing in front of that building and just like blasts him and that guy thinks he's his friend. But obviously, Godzilla doesn't do that in this, but it was much much more touching. <laughs> but yeah, um, it that was definitely was a touching moment. Yeah. Um, and what else we got here? Yeah, we talked about Mecha Ghidra. So that was that was about it. Those were some of the Easter eggs that I, I thought were um, definitely uh, on point. Definitely good for all us fans. Did you notice the one doctor? So, like, you saw Kong, right? Kong yeah. Skull Island. Yeah. So, you know, there's, like, John Goodman. And then he's got his, like, um, oh, what is that called? Not as, like, Apprentice. What is it? Uh, it was intern, like the intern, intern guy like the, with the glasses. The black guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can't. I can't think of his name. It's oh god. I had it. I had it, and I can't remember his name. But anyways, apparently he's like young in the seventies, right? He's like early twenties, and then in this film, he's in there played by a different guy, and he's like I don't know if he's on the council or on the team. But he's apparently in the film. Oh. And when I saw the guy on like the internet, I was like, oh, I definitely saw that guy. Okay. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't know that I the character was in it. But yeah, that's cool. 
they made a lot of references to Kong. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, there was quite a bit of uh, um, reference to Kong. I mean, you know, that that's not even really like a, a, an inter interfilm reference anymore because it's all part of the like the same shared universe now but um i think at one point it's like he left the island and like he had to come back they said like kong has left the island right mm -hmm. wasn't that what they said um i'm not quite sure if the, if that was brought up but they mentioned him a lot and the island a lot yeah i know they mentioned the island at the end they were like all of the monsters are going to skull island and i was like uh-oh <laughs> Like it's gonna become Monster Island or something, which would be cool. Maybe they'll rename it that Monster would be cool. Island for the next yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, I will say though, I thought that at the end they're like, you might have thought like Ghidra was the king, but we just uncovered something else, and it's like King Kong fighting Godzilla, and I was like, I felt that whole little bit with like the credits and then that last little scene was just like so ham-fisted it, it, it like, really was it's almost as bad as like that scene in endgame with all like the, the female heroes flying into shots oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> that scene was so unnecessary like i get it i get like female empowerment <laughs> is like a thing but in I like 10 it. 15 20 years like yeah but in 20 years, we're going to look back at all of these, like, females can do everything and better. It, that's going to be just as cringy. Yeah. It's going to be no, just really as cringy is. to see all that. We just didn't need it. Like, it was so... Sorry to, like, get off track here. But, like, we already know the women kick ass. We're getting a Black Widow movie. that They were screwing people up the whole movie, right? Like, just leave it. We don't even need it. In Infinity War, you know... Um, the female heroes were already like fighting that 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 um you know proxima midnight you know one of Thanos' yeah. yeah. children right and that 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 scene in itself was amazing right of all those the female heroes and, the, and that villainous fighting we didn't need something like that but and not to mention like the power levels were so out of sync and they didn't even have every girl hero in that like the fact that they had like um Oh, oh, what's her name? Like Mantis running with like Wasp and like a horde of people. I was just like, okay, like this is this is just so shoehorned. Yeah, but I get it. That whole movie was fan service, so in a sense, I get why that scene was in there. But yeah, that's true. It was very fan servicey. Uh, side note: While we're on the, the idea of fan service, I, I I feel like there's this whole push in pop culture now where people are like oh my god like there's so much fan service like it's like i think i kind of feel like people almost need to relax a little bit when it comes to fan service like it, i'm a fan if people aren't serving the fans then where have we gone right with our fandoms where they're there i mean don't get me wrong i love i love having original content especially in hollywood come on hollywood like let's give us some original movies um and like original international movies and stuff too but like when it comes to new films that are coming out like i'm a mm -hmm. fan and i'm fine with fan service honestly like yeah for, for certain series and franchises, franchises yeah it's, it's yeah. necessary like i stand by saying that rogue one is still my favorite of those new star wars movies because the one thing that disney is getting right is that they're serving the fans when it comes to um some of that media right um yeah. yeah yeah whereas the new movies should be something new you shouldn't just be remixing like here's the first order now it's like the empire except a little different i roll anyway um <laughs> well to that effect it's like i've always said 
like people hate the prequels, but eventually we'll look back at the prequels and and admire how original they were. It's already like, happening, man. People kind of do it ironically, yeah. but like it's already happening. We already have. I, yeah. I I swear, there's so much like so many memes, and memes are part of it. But like this nostalgia for the prequels is it's there. I'll always stand by that I think The Phantom Menace got a bad rap. It's not a great movie, but it's a lot better than people say it is. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot about that film that is amazing. You cannot tell me that that fight, that final fight with Duels of Fate, like when they, they're fighting Maul, is not one of the best scenes throughout all of like Star Wars. Yeah, well, that's usually what people like the most in that movie. They're usually... That, that in the progress. I've seen so many reviews where people are like, it's all shit until the end. Dun, 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 like, do the face. It's like, oh my god, like, get out of here. The action's still good. It's clearly a movie that does take place in George Lucas's universe. Like, it's very clearly the aesthetically, um, with Jedi and things like that. Um, it, you know, it, it's very clearly a part of his vision. Um, and yeah, I agree. The, the pod race is pretty good. It might be a little unnecessary, but I do like um, going to Tatooine in those scenes. But yeah, getting back to now, this. This is pod race. racing. <laughs> now this is pod racing. Oh my god. Wasn't there a part, bringing it back to Kaiju, this is actually perfect. When we were in the theater, uh, when Rodan was attacking, and he, he fucking, he like, flips his wings and like destroys all of these different monarch ships. And then yeah. he like comes back level with the ocean, and I just turned to you, I was like, I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, uh, but yeah man. Um, I don't know man where do you think like where do you think it goes from here what are you what are your thoughts when it comes to um, Kong's uh, I almost said Skull Island um, I think it's called Godzilla uh, versus Kong is it Godzilla versus Kong yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know oh, man honestly especially with like all the reviews I feel like people already are just like Oh, this reviewer didn't like it. I don't like it either. Like, I feel like everybody's just shitting all over this movie without even giving it a fair shake. It, it, it's so true. And the biggest complaint I hear is characters. And honestly, it's not that bad. Like, there's character development. Uh, there are tons of characters to enjoy. Um, I don't know. I feel like people are so caught up in, like, character arcs and the three-act structure. It's like, if a character has some progression and an arc, which they do. B.F. Armiga's character goes through change in this movie and Millie Bobby's... Same with the dad. And They all do, right? Like, yeah. people need to relax and just digest this. The, the thing that's pissing me off the most with critics when it comes to this movie is that I've seen some critics who are like, I'm such a Godzilla fan. I've been a Godzilla fan like since I was like six. But this movie, shit the bed. The characters, the writing. And if you were a Godzilla fan and you saw this movie, yeah. you would love it. Right? Yep. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. Everybody, as soon as they read a review, is like, I have always been a Godzilla fan. It's like, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Because, <laughs> like, like, it might be one, one thing is just like, like, I'm familiar with Godzilla. That's honestly what you should say. But, like, if you're like, I'm a fan, that means you've watched all, and I, and I say this with love, but all of the terrible, yeah, like, 60s, 60s and 70s, 70s Godzilla, Godzilla films, films where the suit, suit, you can see the zipper, and, like, you're just in love with the characters and the ideas. So to see this look like it is and feel like it is, you're a liar. Yeah. Yeah, like a straight, straight up liar. liar. I heard one. I was watching a video recently, and and they said it perfectly. It's not. It's not about when it comes to like these kind of movies. It's not about being realistic. 
it's about like an aesthetic you know exactly like transporting you to to a different world where it's it's cinema it's cinema right it's it's yeah exactly and cinema is an art form and and you appreciate um what that offers to the audience um um kind of lost my train of thought there but was you're right though like the film doesn't have to be based in reality yeah like it it just just needs to to feel like this is the world you're in now it's not our world it's their world and that's why this movie accomplishes so much because it's a perfect remix because it's giving us something new while it's still showing us a different vision um for godzilla it's it's remixing things for us you know no absolutely but uh to to that effect though i feel like because it is godzilla we talked about this in our last episode together but it's just like oh godzilla it's very hard to be a godzilla fan because people still look at it like it's a a dorky thing for kids yeah um so i feel like people already aren't going to give this one a fair shake and i feel like the hype that came with the first film like people are like oh my god i knew godzilla and they went to see it and there wasn't a lot of monster fights i feel like that part of the audience is already gone i feel like they're not going to come back to this film yeah which is a shame yeah it's true um i was thinking about this today um when it comes to this fandom and I kind of admire it a little bit. Like when it comes to this fandom, um, it's clearly growing in popularity and we're getting more fans um, birth, which is probably the best part of this whole phenomena of legendary films is that mm-hmm. there will be new fans born out of this, but um, it's the Godzilla series will always be a cult. It'll always be a, like a B movie series, right? It'll always be this, this yeah. cult movie series that will never uh, get strong recognition, which is okay. Right. Because there's, yeah. it's sort of that being that underground series kind of makes it more enjoyable in a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to that, like, to that effect, though, like, I feel if it just stays like that, if there isn't even a little mainstream, like, love, mm-hmm. then this, we will never get another American Godzilla series ever again. I think this is it. Like, if this is done, I don't think it's happening again. I don't think another studio will take like we'll roll the dice on this yeah. one. Well, maybe Legendary will be able to hold on to the rights like after this series is done, and like you know, they'll kind of eventually down the road like after this series is done, maybe they can do like a soft reboot where they kind of pay homage to it, and then they'll bring in a different style. Um, whereas like they're still carrying on that legacy, you know. Yeah, and that's the great part about Godzilla is you don't need to have continuity. The fact that they had such rich continuity in this film was unexpected, appreciate it, but unexpected, basically. Absolutely. Because realistically, I mean, the Heisei series does, and in a certain sense, the Showa series does, but it's never really super strict with the continuity. Yeah, which is okay. I mean, the Millennium films, they kind of reboot and do their own thing. And the Heisei films, they really are. Um, it's just one story. Like, one solid story around. Um, and I love continuity, but, you know, it doesn't need a lot of continuity. It doesn't like, wasn't like we had uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson in this movie, but they had the right amount for what the movie was. And I did like that scene at the beginning, too, where um, you see um, the characters... Um, basically in san francisco during the 2014 mudo attack between Mm -hmm. the fight between mudo and the mudos and godzilla i thought that was a nice touch yeah definitely definitely but yeah it does make me sad because 
as I like, we'll never get like a big budget American film series like this again. And because of that, like I am super grateful mm -hmm. that they're making, they've already made Godzilla versus Kong. It's done. It's in the bucket. So whether or not this film flops or not, we're still getting one more film, which makes me super happy. Yeah. But like if this, if it doesn't even make its money back and like, I'm hoping Godzilla versus Kong is amazing because there's lots of people who love King Kong yeah. and recognize King Kong as a more respectable franchise than Godzilla. Uh -huh. And so if they go see that and it does like gangbusters, <laughs> then hopefully we get one more film. Otherwise it's going to be going back to like $20 million Japanese films, which for what they are, they're amazing. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm not going to lie and tell you that Shin Godzilla, the effects wise and story wise was as good as 2014 even. Yeah. Yeah. Like Freddy versus Jason shit, like place your bets. Like, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Um, which would be cool. I mean, I think that there definitely are um, a lot of like people who are like, Oh, Kong, like it has such a legacy, like with those, the, with the 30, the 30 series, right. Did you know son of Kong came out in the same year? They're like they're, yeah. they're both films like in thirty three, right? And then my dad and I it's like filmed in nine months and watching it recently and I he was like, When did this come out? And I was like, Thirty three, like this came out in the same year. But yeah, even that film is like so respectful for what they are able to do. So I feel like it's it, yeah, it it does have a, a legacy because it I feel like it's almost because it's the Western property, you know, and people are like Yeah, oh, like it's not Japanese, like, you know, but then we're we're really gonna get the East versus West rematch exactly. right um yeah that's that's definitely a good point um and i think that's probably one of the most hype verses that people ever want yeah. you know when people ever think about it it's like batman versus superman alien versus predator freddy versus jason and i would say king kong versus godzilla comes mm. up quite kind of a lot that's yeah. like a childhood fantasy fight yeah freddy versus jason versus pinhead <laughs> Oh, I still wish. I wish. That's still one of my favorite things. Yeah. Where, no, like, that, did that, you, you know about that, that, that alternate ending? Where Yeah. Yeah. They just have like the image of it. I wish it happened, I, man. I, I wish. Especially since I'm a huge Hellraiser fan. Those first four movies kick ass. Ugh, yeah. I watched five and six. Nothing special. I, five yeah. is so bad. It's like a guy who's like trapped in his own mind at the end. Pinhead's oh, like, is that one five? He's yeah, like the Pinhead's detective. Like, you were trapped in my world the whole time. Nothing matters. And he's like, welcome to hell. And I was like, this movie is hell. Like, fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, God. It's just, it's just so complete. Like the first four movies, how like, even in the third movie, they reference like Christy Cotton, that girl. And then like, by the mm -hmm. fourth film we're talking about like how the box was created and then sorry like yeah like we're sorry for like hellraiser 4 spoilers guys but like pinhead dies by the end of that movie but anyway crossover movie. yeah like hellraiser 4 isn't really necessary but like if you're already in love by three you have to watch you four. have to watch four you have to there's an interesting if you wanted to talk about that more around um halloween is what um if listeners are interested right yeah, for sure. but um yeah the hellraiser series um there's a really interesting backstory with um hellraiser 4 so maybe we can talk about that more but run how many of these things are there one two seventeen and counting one luther king On our side. You know who it is!
rated PG-13. So what do you think was going to, like, what are you looking forward to see, forward to seeing in uh, Godzilla vs. Kong? Um, good question. I'm, I'm, I'm um, definitely curious about where Monarch's at now, because I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Monarch is, like, basically, like, a component of the UN or something now, because, like, it's like, well, monsters are here, they're real, they basically just destroyed the entire planet, so we need to pick up the pieces, and Monarch should be, like, a real contributing part to that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah, I don't know on, like, the human factor, like, what's going to happen, but I feel like if all the monsters are going to Skull Island, yeah. then, like, Godzilla is going to go to Skull Island. Yeah, I feel like it might not be city, like a city-oriented thing. I hope they have, yeah, yeah. I hope they have sort of like a fight on their own turf. That's definitely like a, a good point. Like Kong should go to, or Godzilla should go to Skull Island. Um, did they have that in the other movie? It was, it was always like King Kong left. Like I know in the original movie, they like fly him in with like a helicopter, <laughs> the balloons, balloons. Like, drop him. Like <laughs> he's got the balloons. <laughs> He's just like a dummy with the helic with like those like balloons or whatever, and then they just like drop him. Yeah. It looks like a lifeless suit. And Godzilla's like just looks at him, and then they drop him, and he's like, "Ooh, like a challenger." <laughs> Remember, he's like, you know, minding his own business, destroying cities, and then all of a sudden they drop him in. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited, of course, like for the the monster action. Um, Hopefully they do have it on Skull Island. That's a good point. And I guess maybe they can have it. They can have Kong fight like um, Godzilla. I don't know. Maybe in Atlantis or something. <laughs> hmm, yeah. yeah. Do you think they're gonna like set it up with like a closed end conclusion, or do you think they they'll leave it open potentially for something else or both? Whew. Who can say, man? Um, I'm know, assuming. Yeah, um, I'm assuming they'll probably leave it open because they're going to want to have, like, maybe more movies. Um, the good news is this movie won at the box office last uh, uh, last weekend, so it beat out, like, Rocket Man. Oh, apparently yeah. great, too. Yeah, so that's good news. Like, I, I feel like we're going to have more on the, on the horizon, but um, I was looking at something, like, with Box Office Mojo, and it said that, like... Um, overall, so this is Godzilla movies with box office mojo. So, so far, um, this movie has made, actually, I think this is, it must be overall because it just says, yeah, I think this is just overall. It made 47, 47 million so far, 47.7 million, whereas Godzilla 2014 made 200, 200.6 million. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was its full, that's like domestically, that's like its full run. Opening oh. opening weekend though Godzilla 2014 had 93 million, and opening weekend okay. here we had 47.7 right so you know but that that already beats out Shin Godzilla of course which is apparently the the highest grossing movie in Japanese history but yeah yeah because I mean that movie only cost like what 20 million to make. So it's like 180 million less than what it costs to make King of the Monsters. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be uh, like a third party monster or like an antagonist that they like join to fight? Or do you think it's going to be like a straight bare knuckle fight like the whole time? 
Mm, good question. Probably if there was ever one that would be in it, I could see Mothra being in it. You know. Okay. Yeah. 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 I can definitely see. I was thinking more like a bad guy, but yeah, definitely Mothra. Just because, like, have you seen all those Batman versus Superman memes um, versus the sea monster too? um, With that movie, like, how that was like kind of like an island setting, and I know Godzilla was like, or it was originally going to be like a Kong movie, and then like Mothra was in that, right? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, she she kind of hangs out on islands sometimes. <laughs> um, sorry, what was your question? I was just saying, like, have you ever seen those like Batman versus Superman memes where it's like King Kong is like choking or Godzilla's choking King Kong, and King Kong's like Mothra, and he's like, "How do you know that name?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. That's that's great. I'll have to look that up, or you can send it to me yeah for sure yeah 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 um, I, I don't know like I, I don't know what i'm looking forward to for this film i'm just i just want it to be good yeah especially if it's the last one we sure. get i just want them to go out on a high note yeah it's just it's just exactly. so surreal that we're even getting a, a kong versus godzilla movie or godzilla versus kong right I, like it's uh it's, it's really awesome it's a, it's a great time to be a fan of sci-fi and uh, monster movies um it's it's absolutely great um I hope we do see, like, the skull crawlers too come back, and then maybe Godzilla can just like smoke them, you know, like, boom, 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 boom. That'd be cool. Just take them out, you know. Um, or yeah. maybe some some of the other. Yeah. Or or maybe if all the monsters are on the island now, are on that that skull island, maybe, um, they've like evolved or like, um sort of bred with some of the inhabitants of that island you know and like changed mm-hmm. it in that way um yeah what do you what I'm, this i honestly pardon what about this um do you think we're gonna see only one kong yeah i do i think he i think he's gonna be old man kong like logan like i think he's gonna be a little more gray in the hair because yeah. like he was a kid in the 70s but now it's gonna be like 2020 when that comes out yeah, yeah. um I thought I think like and I was thinking when they said like all of these monsters are coming to Skull Island I thought it was going to be more like um like King Kong is like getting like he's like freaking out because like his whole domain now is full of like monsters that are like the same size as him and it's not like his kingdom anymore yeah I might like feel he, kind he's of he's gonna get all alpha yeah he might feel like he's pressured right and that might sort of make him more antagonistic that's true yeah yeah I don't know absolutely i know i feel like such a baby whining like i hope this isn't the last movie but you're absolutely right like the fact that we're getting four films i never thought we'd ever get a new north american godzilla film let alone a little franchise so on that on that note about franchises too um thoughts i know we talked about this last time but like thoughts on the um the possibility of having a connected universe um toho series Mm -hmm. um well to, to be honest, like, I, I feel like Toho, like, wanting to ride this high, mm-hmm. I feel like if this movie doesn't too, do too well and King Kong just does, like, average, I feel like Toho's going to have to weigh out, like, do we extend the license so that Warner Brothers makes more money for us or do we try our hand at, like, half-assing it with, like, half the budget? Yeah. I'd love to see it, especially because they have the characters. Like, Toho... Do- doesn't have to license anything out because yeah. they have everything 
So, because Warner Brothers, like, there was an interview I saw where um, Michael Dowtry, or Dowtry, however you pronounce his last name. Yeah. He was saying, like, we created new monsters because if I even wanted to put one more monster in, that would have been, like, all of the cost for doing the CG for those other monsters. Ugh, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's true, though. They, they might they might kind of pull back and, like, be like, well, like we milked that for all it's worth. Like, Toho's making money on it now, but um, having to, uh, um, like, make their own series. I, I'm just so curious, like, if they're going to go back to Suitmation, you know? Um yeah i feel I like i feel so. like they won't though they won't go back to it because they'll be like wow like they did it so well with legendary american series like we can do that too but it's it's like don't even try it so you guys are good at your own style and your own style is suitmation right like shin godzilla was what it was um some yeah. of those some of the shots in that movie were great and some of the cg was not like the opening shots of almost like larva godzilla or whatever that was where he was like a fucking muppet like stumbling around that city not good yeah honestly what they should do is like del toro like Guillermo del toro style like do the physical do the suitmation and then use cgi only to enhance mm, mm, yeah like have it be palpable and there and then like just use the cgi to make things a little bit better because right. you're right like shin godzilla god godzilla 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 um <laughs> But he looks great in some shots, but in like other shots, you can tell like this was like rushed or like they yeah. don't have the money because yeah. it doesn't look as good. Don't get me wrong, like I love the design of like that of Shin Godzilla like later in the movie where he's like, now I have like sh- like you know shit coming out of my tail and like my back. Like it's just a different take on Godzilla. Like I don't like the baby Godzilla at the beginning where he's growing still, but like what they do later where he's like basically like uncontrollable like he's not even controlling his own power it's you know um it's definitely lives up he's to just name. mutating yeah it lives up to the name of of shin godzilla which is like pretty sure in japanese that means god so like it's god go yeah right so yeah so lots of i don't know to. i think if toho does it that i'll really be looking forward to it i just hope it doesn't get to that yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. i hope america keeps making the movies for a little bit longer yeah we need some jet jaguar man i need some jet jaguar in my life <laughs> oh my god yeah if there's ever a time for that it would have been this movie but if there's ever a time to put jet jaguar in it's going to be the next film <laughs> oh you mean like that or mecha godzilla are you talking about oh, i mean in like the monsterverse like Le- putting it in legendaries like <laughs> Because it's already far-fetched enough, like, we have these quote-unquote titans. So, like, the fact that you could make, like, a huge mech. Well, that's the thing, to too, it. right? Like, that hint at, at Mecha King Eater, like, it makes me think, like, maybe they are experimenting with other things. And maybe maybe that will come up in in um, Godzilla vs. Kong. Or, or maybe there are more movies on the horizon, right? It's, it's definitely, like, in, and, and if not that, then they'll have other multimedia where they can... Um, have those ideas right like maybe there'll be a comic book or something right? yeah yeah, yeah. And, and like as i was saying when we were leaving the theater i don't know if it's true but i definitely saw in an article that whether they actually have the rights or just permissions they have other uses of characters available right now so i'm sure that's 
either a holdover from other properties like ready player one like we were talking about yeah or they're just gonna they already have the characters in check ready to go for this new film Hmm. true and i don't know what they are but apparently there's like up to two to three other toho characters wow awesome so i would assume one of them is a mech character yeah maybe angiris huh angiris yeah that'd that'd be something um yeah yeah angiris the the original fourth beetle it's just like (laughs) never included in anything forgotten so yeah i think we should wrap this up so why don't we just do kind of like a little power round of like some things we absolutely loved about the film maybe like two or three things that we just haven't talked about yet for sure um, how, how does that sound uh yeah sounds good all right so i'll just i'll get the ball rolling and just say that the soundtrack for this film yeah was fantastic so good it was amazing I bought it. It's on my phone. Like I've been listening to it like every day going and going back and forth from work. It's so, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the exact like phrasing is for it, but it was like, it was, it was so, um, I don't know, like respectful. Yeah. And like, it also was like homage and yeah, it was like the perfect, still so powerful. The perfect like remix when it came to the music for sure. Like, just having that, um, you know, the original, and, and I know they didn't have it in the 2014 film, but like, bum, 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 bum. And you like had that, that yeah. original theme music happening. Yeah. And then like bass, it'd be like, bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. You're getting I mean, so like pumped with it. The only thing I know I, in, I, in, in the theater too, was like, I wish they had the military march song, which is my favorite. Yeah. They could have rolled it out like when Monarch was like rolling in with their, you know that part, that scene where like Godzilla is basically like, they had it kind of in the 2014 movie too, where like the military is like escorting him, you know? Yeah. 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 I thought that that I was missing that tune as well, and I thought when Sarazawa went down to Atlantis to like reawaken Godzilla, I thought that would have been the perfect time to put that tune in there, and they just didn't play anything yeah yeah uh but i remember like nudging you in the theater soundtrack and score top notch um definitely good i remember nudging you in the theater like listen listen like when like the mothra like theme came on i was like you're like yeah i was like no listen and you're just like oh like just like mind blown like yeah like yeah yeah in the background yeah yeah uh it was it was great yeah yeah for one of my favorite uh, points probably we touched on it before but um being able to see all the different forms of mothra and um just mm-hmm. that they executed it so well was definitely a high for me yeah yeah i don't take that for granted it almost makes me like the character because like they did it so well you know yeah yeah well, and two, also, they did that kind of with Godzilla because in that opening scene, you see him as, like, 2014 Godzilla with, like, the spikier dorsal fins, like, the yeah. dorsal plates. Uh-huh. And then, like, he's kind of like that, like, later, but a little different. And then when he's, like, 
reinvigorated he's bigger he's blue and then he has like meltdown godzilla like destroya yes, godzilla we didn't even talk about that that would be another one of my favorite moments which is a reference we didn't talk about but how godzilla was like melting down and like i'm pretty sure that was the thing that that took out ghidra wasn't it he did like a yeah, blast of his, his radio breath when he yes the pulse the pulse which he has done i'm almost positive in um the original mech godzilla film he kind of did this pulse attack when, but that's like when he charges up um, lightning. He kind of oh you know, right, he gets yeah, like you're right. By lightning, and then he can he becomes like magnetic, and he also has like the pulse ability, which he has some in some of the video games too. But yeah, that part does he not have that amazing. pulse effect in Destroya? Sorry, does he not have that effect in Destroya when he's like melting down? He might, yeah. I, it's been a while since I've seen Destroya from start to finish. Actually, I feel... actually, I was kind of watching it with my with my roommates recently, um, back in Peterborough. But I was kind of like in and out. Oh uh, yeah. Of, of like that, which is like a horrible. That's horrible because that's like the best of the Heisei movies. Like I should be, I should be like focused on that. Um, it's weird too, because I feel like I've seen that movie a lot, but really I've only seen it about twice. It's just so like memorable. It is. It's great. It's a great one. I love how the little nods at like aliens and stuff in that movie, like the, the Cameron movie, mm-hmm. um, and um, yeah. Uh, what else would you say? Well, I parts? love the soundtrack. I loved um, all the Easter eggs, the Godzilla yeah, cover, like the Blue Oyster Cult Godzilla cover. That was oh, really that's rad. Great. In fact, I think I'm gonna listen to that like when we're done this podcast i think i'm gonna like, close out the show with that song to be honest just a little bit perfect perfect um, i'll close out my conversation with you and you'll close out the podcast with that <laughs> exactly um other things um i don't know like there is probably a lot a lot more that i could be talking about loved mothra I, oh i loved i loved all the effects the creatures had like the little details that you don't really think about. Yeah. Like for example, yeah. when like Rodan's flying and he just flaps his wings and like completely decimates like the entire decimates town. It. Oh yeah, you could you really felt the destruction with the that was one of the complaints with the last movie, right? Like which they really nailed with this one, which I think we can both agree on is one of our favorite parts of this movie. The monsters were messing things up. Even Godzilla would go places and like cities would fall, people would be injured. Yeah. Uh, characters were constantly like running away from them, like they really are, as they are called in the movie, they are titans. And like yeah. you said, in that scene where Rodan is like flapping his wings and flying over Mexico, he is like, people are like, oh my god, like, hold on! Ah! And they like go flying. Yeah, you know, and it's like they're ripping okay. like full skyscrapers out of the roots. Just like, yeah. gone. And that yeah. was kind of cool too. I don't. Do you remember this? It was just a little blink and you miss it kind of scene. But like, their wake was so like devastating that like in Nevada and in San Francisco, like Las Vegas and San Francisco, like where the Mutos and Godzilla like pillaged through, they're like yeah. abandoned. And it was like all the trees and stuff growing, like it was so destroyed that they were just like, they like cleaned their hands of it and just said, we can't even fix this. And yeah. I was like, Whoa. yeah. And all those cities and stuff. It kind of reminded me of um, the, that city in 2014, which had, experienced that muto meltdown or whatever it was mm. of, of that nuclear reactor and they just the japanese government had abandoned that city yeah um so now it's sort of proven that in this universe um 
you know, um, to quote a very special um, Dr. Ian Malcolm, life uh, uh, finds a way. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, you dig up, uh, dig up, dig up Yeah. Um, uh, but there is, uh, is. I also loved how in the theater, now that we're touching on this at one point too, like um, how you listeners can tell like we just had a blast in this movie and like even now just talking about it but um i think you turned to me at one point and something was rising out of the ocean and you were like it's mogera <laughs> <laughs> yeah for the listeners who don't know mogera is like uh... this ridiculously stupid looking um like mech that they have in some of the godzilla movies um and uh it would have been hilarious if that thing like was in the movie of all characters, of all characters. yeah yeah, seriously. I'm actually hopeful that for the later movies, we might see a, a different kind of mech, you know? Because we don't need... Oh, yeah, like mech a new mech? Like Most new likely, mech. they will just bring back Mech Godzilla, but hey, maybe we'll see some kind of different type of mech um, in the movie, you know? Gypsy Danger. Hey, why not? I'm open to it. <laughs> I totally am. Open up some warped wormhole and then go into that dimension. The Rift. Maybe the Rift, like, yeah goes to the goes to our universe somehow that'd be kind of <laughs> cool so anything else before we uh close this out um not really i just say to listeners like guys if you're even a little bit um interested in sci-fi films um and uh, monster movies like horror movies go give this one a watch go to the theater and go check it out it's great and if you're a godzilla film it or godzilla film if you're a godzilla fan it's a no-brainer if you like the kong movies it's a no-brainer uh go check it out it's it's a great film yeah and to add to that like even if you just want like an amazing summer movie blockbuster experience even if you don't care for godzilla i would recommend just going seeing this film it's beautiful it's bright it's fast it's loud it's everything you want it's non-stop it's an adrenaline rush start to finish it's really like a very, it's just a very enjoyable summer film, you know, like go grab some buddies or even like a family member, your, your loved one, you know, go check it out. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so Scott, um, anything like, do you want to plug? Do you have anything you're working on or any social uh, media so people can follow you at? Well, if you guys want, you can um, follow me on my Twitter. Um, I'm on there occasionally. I know you've dropped how um, your uh, <laughs> Twitter is kind of dead, and I feel like that sometimes too. It kind of comes and goes yeah. um, with Twitter with me, but um, definitely if you guys wanted to follow me, I'm at um, at ScottyNose3. Um, on Twitter, I usually just post about um, movies, like books I'm reading, things going on in my life occasionally but usually it's just um stuff related to that and like multimedia um i have been um thinking about starting up my own podcast soon um right now to be honest it's kind of on hiatus at the moment um just because i'm really busy um with things in my own personal life um happening but um i do hope to get back to it eventually most likely it'll be like if it happens this year, it'll be like later in the year or next year. What would it be folks? Oh, no, it be, folks? 
so it would be focusing on like physical media. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be called From the Shelf Podcast. Okay. So it would be okay. on, uh, it would be on like Blu-rays, DVDs. Um, it would be on like graphic novels, like anything basically that I have, like on my shelf, um, which I could pull off, like analyze, review, and like talk about. Um, that would be what it's on. So everything from you know your kaiju films to um, horror films to comedies to books, right? Like I referenced earlier in in, uh, in the podcast, like I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Mm-hmm. I love Tolkien, right? Um, Brian Leo Malley, like tons of different books. I also read like quite a bit of nonfiction too. So um, it's definitely something I have in the works, but um, yeah, we'll just have to kind of stay tuned for that. So it's a pretty big mix. That that'd be a pretty interesting podcast to listen to for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's not just, you know, it won't just be physical media. I guess, I guess there could be segments I would do or, or some things where it would be like from the virtual shelf or, um, from the theater, things like that. Um, so it would, I would be expanding out a little bit. Yeah. So so you're just feeling it out still, but I'm sure, uh, once you get it going, that it's going to be great. And if you do get it out here sooner or later, whenever you do, I'll be for sure plugging that on my show so that people can listen to that. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, no problem. No, yeah, problem. no problem. And, uh, and uh, anything else? Anything else to close before we uh, close out this very long but very fun episode? Uh, long live the king. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> All right, Ty. Thanks for having me on. So big thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I really, really appreciate that you guys are still listening and and starting to listen and just, you know, everything. I really appreciate everything, whether it's the likes, whether it's the shares, while it's participating in the stories or uh, giving me suggestions. I've had two great suggestions that I'm definitely making episodes out of. Um, and yeah, just if you haven't already, please, it would mean the world to me if you guys gave me a, like a subscribe to the podcast, if you reviewed the podcast, or even just rating the podcast, it, it goes a long way, really it does. I even had it pointed out to me by Scott actually himself that, that when you actually go to Apple Podcasts, the app, and you look up Kaiju, or I, and I even tried it too, if you look up Tron, it's like one of the first podcasts that pops up, and honestly, that means so so much to me and as you've heard i've mentioned this before this is not a get rich quick scheme i'm not trying to do this to be super popular or the next big thing i'm doing it because i love doing it and i'm doing it because especially now i have people listening and it means so much to me so i just appreciate it it goes a long way give me a follow on twitter if you want i mean i wouldn't it's kind of dead there i really only have like 21 followers on that it's usually just a back backwater stuff but really the the main you know the main bread and butter is go follow me on Instagram and go follow me on Facebook. My Twitter and my Instagram are ACFO podcast and my Facebook is a conversation for one podcast. Uh, also too, if you guys want to give me a follow, maybe a contribute uh, on my Patreon is also a conversation for one podcast. I would be forever grateful to you. It it just it, as I keep saying, cuz it's true. It would mean a just a boatload to me. Um, so thank you so much. Um, the writer and producer for this episode, um, well, and one of your hosts was 
Tyler Horlings, that's me, obviously. But I also want to give a huge thank you and shout out to Mr. Scott Fawcett, who is also a writer and a host on this episode, and to the wonderful, the lovely, the amazing Victoria Chubb for producing this. And um, yeah, please go give me a follow, subscribe, rate, review, please, on iTunes or wherever. I don't know if you can do that on Spotify or what, but just anything helps and I appreciate it just sharing this and just, you know, it all makes it grow. You know, I just passed recently my 1000th listen. I'm, I'm well past that now, which is just even crazy to say that even. But I never even thought that I was going to get 100 listens by the time I was done this, let alone a 1000 listens after like eight or so months. So it really, really means the world to me. And I appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys listening and stick around because I'm going to have Lots more episodes coming out soon. I have tons planned. They're all on different scripting levels. I'm going to have lots of other guests coming on. I'm going to have some really in-depth kind of like B-side sort of stories and uh, and obviously my opinions on them, which, you know, they contrast and, you know, that's just how I roll. So thank you so much for listening and uh, hopefully I'll see you guys soon. Okay, stay rad. Tyler out. It's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.